Hello everyone and welcome to episode 42 of Added Time, a Games and Grabs Studio podcast. And this week I'm joined by a very special guest. He is the host of the Clubhouse podcast, the host of the Games and Grabs podcast. He is Brit Wrestling's answer to Gorilla Monsoon. It is Sunny G. How you doing, mate? I'm good, man. Thank you very much for having me back. Always a pleasure to be on Added Time. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's good to be here, man. It really is. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while, actually. I'm not yeah. sure. It's probably, probably about 20 episodes ago. Yeah, some, some, yeah, around that, 20-odd episodes ago. And uh, yeah, quite a bit's happened, is not it? <laughs> a lot has happened. happened. Yeah, a lot has happened in yeah. that time. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess we better talk about it, haven't we? I, I don't. Yeah, address, I don't want to start off. It. Well, I don't want to start off in a in a depressing way. So let's let's talk about let's talk about United because United have had a, a, a far better season than the shit show that I support. So <laughs> let's let's um, let's talk about United. So give me your sort of overall summary of how you think the season's gone for United. I think. I think we've had a, a good season. You know, obviously we finished third. We've won the Carabao Cup, and yeah, I think overall we've had a we, we've had a, a season that probably exceeded expectations in terms mm. of uh, you know where we were going to finish, if we were going to win anything, and yeah, you know we've 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 lost a few games and took some wallopings along the way, but. You know, somehow the team has you know shown tremendous resiliency, and we've you know we've pulled through and finished third, which I think is you know a, a tremendous result in the end. Yeah, no, I, I I'd agree with that. I mean, it was it was shaky, wasn't it, at the start? Those two, first two games. Yeah, um, for sure. It felt it felt a bit like to me. It felt a bit like when Van Van Gaal took over, yeah. and it looked like the fixtures were very kind to United at the start of that season, but the points mm-hmm. returned didn't, didn't reflect that. And I thought, no. Oh no, is this another, another case of a Dutch manager coming in and not knowing what this league is actually about? Because remember Palace had it with De Boer as well, didn't they? They got rid of, yeah, they yeah. Got rid of him really quickly. Um, very quickly. But Ten Hag, Ten Hag is, you know, I, I think he's a class, he's a class act. I think he's I a do. brilliant manager. Yeah. And I think I think what he's done is he's come in and he's pretty much demanded straight away that you know things are going to be done his way, like the way that he wants to do things. There's not going to be any of this sort of messing around, you know, as the, as there has mm. been in previous seasons with previous managers. You know, he you know it's not friends united. It's yeah, this is your job. This is you know this has got to be taken seriously. He understands how big of a club United are and he understands yeah. the standards that need to be upheld in a big club. And I think, you know, managers before him, Moyes, you know, too big a club for Moyes, you know, especially at the time. Um, Van Gaal, yep, he'd managed a, a big a big level. But I still feel that when you come to United, it's like, it's like a, a global thing. It's like a big... Yeah, um, it's like a big entity, and it's very difficult for some people to get a grip on. Um, especially mm. with there's, there's a lot of pressure because this is you know the Premier League's the toughest league in the world at the end of the day, the most competitive league in the world as well. And yeah. you know, 
in the in the leagues that Van Hal had managed in before, you know, he'd managed, you know, he'd been at Bayern Munich, he'd been at Barcelona. So he'd been at team, he'd been at clubs where the the those leagues haven't specific, you know, really got the same level of competition that the Premier League has. Hmm. You know, Jose came in. Yep, Jose won stuff, but you know, Jose is a problem wherever he goes. You know, yeah, he's he's Jose at the end of the day, and that's why we all love him. But you know, yeah. he's never a long he's never a long term solution. He was he, he's never yeah. a long term solution, never anywhere. And he probably no. won't ever be. A, he probably won't be a long term solution at Roma either. You know, no, um, no. You could one hundred percent see. You could one hundred percent see him winning the Europa League tonight. And then the first 10 games of next season at Roma, they lose eight of them. And he's just like, right, I'm off. See ya. You can just yeah. see it happening. He's been there a couple of yeah. years now, won a couple of trophies. And then the third season will be, uh, I fancy a bit of a payout. So <laughs> I'm off. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's, start causing trouble again. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny when it's not your team, you know? Yeah. But, yeah um, definitely. So, I, th- I feel like Ten Hag really understood the severity, uh, sorry, the the enormity of the job when yeah. he when he took it and understood how to tackle it. And yeah, you know, first two games you're sort of thinking, oh god, not not again. But you know, then after Brentford, he's, you know, we got Casemiro in the door, and you know. He really, he, uh, Ten Hag really has steadied the ship. Yeah, like I said, you know, we have took a couple of beatings this season. And I think there's a p- perhaps a little bit of naivety there, in, you know, for Ten Hag going into those yeah. sorts of big games um, away from home, especially. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're mistakes that he won't make again. They're mistakes that he won't make next season. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't anticipate that we go to City and get walloped to the way that we did. We won the second half, so I'll take that. But, um, you know, I don't. You you won't see us go to Anfield again and lose seven nil. We won't lose to Brentford four no. nil away. You know there won't be them sorts of mistakes. But he's still very much building a team that he thinks is capable enough because there's still a lot of deadwood there and there's a lot of people that need to go and he knows that and the fans know that and I think you know the fans are very much behind him. But I think that's very much down to him being the class act that he is and instilling such confidence in his team and in the fans. Um, so I, the future, I feel, is very bright for a change um, with with Ten Hag. Yeah, I'd agree with all that. And Casemiro was a huge signing. Absolutely. It's unbelievable. For me, the difference, the difference that he, is, he has made to United was... It, it's uh, and there was a lot of question marks over him. You know his age, mm-hmm. the price tag. You, you obviously had what's it old uh, Sunes saying he was a steady Eddie and he won't do it in this league. And you know you had the likes of Carragher saying about Martinez, he's too small and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And, and you know it, it's proven that by bringing in these players and them being successful in that first season, that actually you know, Ten Hag's got an eye for a player as well. And for sure, and he's a very smart uh, bloke. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. Um, uh, go on. but there's a there's a clip from Dutch TV, and it, it's got to be thirty years is ago. Is it from when he? Is it from when he was a kid and he's talking to uh, Johan Cruyff? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've and seen he, it. Yeah, 
Yeah, you, yeah. you could tell he's a smart bloke then. Like, and he understands. Yeah, then, yeah. He understands football, and that he's super young at this point. So I think he was yeah, like fourteen uh, in that video. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, which is mad. Yeah, so yeah, that, that is mad. It is mad. I have seen the video. Yeah, it's uh, the questions that he's asking. Even you can tell, like, Johan Cruyff even looking, going, "What the hell's this kid?" He's like asking me questions here that adults should be asking. Yeah. So yeah, he he uh, he knows uh, he knows his stuff, and I think you've got a great manager there, and. Uh-huh. You, we're forgetting as well like this season it's been a weird season because we had that World Cup in the middle yeah it's it's been it's been a really weird one it's been a, a little bit all over the place and and whatnot and you know managers being sacked left right and centre record amount of managers being sacked crazy and you know in that first months pre-World Cup yeah exactly in that, that pre-World Cup people have almost forgotten that Ten Hag had to deal with the whole Ronaldo situation as well during yeah, his yeah. first few months at United. It's it's hard to believe that and that's actually this that year really. now. I thought he handled it really yeah. well. Definitely, yeah. And it is really hard to believe that that was this yeah, season. Yeah, it's it feels like that, that was this season. Because it feels like it was a, di- a while ago now because they he literally, it was put to bed, it was a done thing, and then he's gone. And now he's obviously gone and played and won nothing in Saudi Arabia, which is absolutely hilarious. So, yeah. Yeah, that is uh, that is quite funny that he's gone over gone over there and and done absolutely nothing. So, um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it is funny. It is funny. So you talked about obviously the uh, the deadwood that uh, have got to go from United, and again, you know these these are players that Ten Hag has inherited, and he's mm-hmm. kind of like you say he's he's steadied the ship through this first season. Won won a trophy, could still win a second. I'll talk to you about that in a bit. Yeah. Um, Qualify for the Champions League, which is, you know, no football club has a divine right to win or be in any sort of tournament, but United in the Champions League just feels right. And it just feels like that's where they should be. So it's yeah. good to see them back in the Champions League. So where this Deadwood's going, Phil Jones is going, all of those sorts of players are off in the summer. So uh-huh. where have United got a strength where have United got a strength in now? Where have they got to go next? Um, I mean, we need a striker. Uh, that, that is so important. We need a recognised striker. You know, we've, yeah. you know, Rashford has put so many, you know, put so many goals away this season. Bruno's had a good return again. But it's not, you know, we, we it isn't consistent enough. You know, we haven't got that Haaland. We haven't got that Kane yet. Um and you know what I mean? Like, so we've had to sort of rely on, yeah, we, we had Val Veghorst for crying out loud, you know, and he scored two goals. Yeah, yeah. None of them were in the Premier League. Yeah. And, you know, Martial can't stay fit. So he's got to go because no. it's not good enough. Um, mm. You know, he can't even play the FA Cup final this weekend because he's injured. So he, oh, really? you know, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So he's, you know, he's he's got to go. Because, um, but So we need a recognised... Number nine, you know, we had one in Lukaku, but Lukaku will Lukaku, you know what I mean? He will yeah, do whatever yeah. he wants to do. Yeah. So we, we need that recognised number nine. And, you know, it it's, it's, it's finding one that isn't Harry Kane, because I think, I know that Daniel Levy's going to play hardball because of course he is. Um. 
but we need to recognize number nine and that 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 for me is the most important i feel like we need um a couple of midfielders mm-hmm. uh, i know that i know that ten hag wants to go a little bit younger so it looks like fred might be off and i saw potentially to fulham um yeah, which yeah, <laughs> okay. i think it'd be a good signing for them to be honest um yeah but you know getting mason mount in to replace Fred is probably, you know, a good deal, I think. Yeah. We you expect that Maguire will go, although not mm-hmm. confirmed. So, you know, and Varan, it's difficult to keep him fit. So, you know, I would suggest yeah. we need another good center half. Mm-hmm. Uh right back and left yeah, back, we've got covered. Uh probably need a goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's a. It's it feels like it's a problem position at United, but then at the same time, De Gea wins the Golden Glove. But there's a lot more to being a good goalkeeper than than. You know, get winning that winning that doesn't necessarily make mean that you've been the best keeper in the league that season because I agree keeping clean sheets is a is a whole team thing. It's the defense. It's the defense as well. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and as well the the money that De Gea is on and and all of that as well. That I know United aren't short of cash, but of not, when he but makes the mistakes that he does, you know, he's he's to, caused us more problems. Why he's on uh, when he, he's making these mistakes and he's on so much money? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's caused us so many problems this season, and you know he's been a great servant for the club. Obviously, you know he's made the most appearances and all the rest of it. Yep, he's won the Golden Glove this season. But there's a certain style that Ten Hag wants to play, and I don't think De Gea is capable of playing it. He wants to play out from the back, and De Gea isn't good with his feet. Mm. And that's a massive issue. That is a massive, massive issue. So, you know, even Ten Hag in an interview the other day was like, yeah, De Gea will be here next season, but I can't guarantee that he'll be my number one all the time. And yeah. that's, the, yeah. that's the level of honesty that I appreciate from Ten Hag, I think, because he will tell players where they stand and what their role at the club is. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's had to deal with difficult things this season. Ronaldo, like we mentioned previously, the captaincy issue with Maguire. And, you know, he's basically, Maguire's basically sat on the bench for the majority of the season, whilst Bruno has been the captain. So, you know, he's had to deal with these very difficult situations and we've come out the other side with a trophy in third place. So he's doing a he's doing a great job and I'm sure he will continue to do so. And I have every confidence that he'll bring the right players in because it seems like if he gets the players that he wants, that he recognises, can play the style of football that he thinks will get United back to where they should be, then, yeah, I mean, I don't think any United fan can argue it. You know, I'll, you know, I'll be the first to criticise Mason Mount, and that, mm. well, I'll be the first to admit that I've never been the biggest fan of him. But if Ten Hag thinks that he's going to be a good signing, then all right, well, who am I to argue with him? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, I guess it's a little bit like when I messaged earlier about uh, Kovacic going to to Man City, mm. which is the you know the, it, something that has come out of absolutely nowhere. But you know, Man City seem to do this, and it and it goes back to what I said a couple of weeks ago about. Pep and he gets to the stick about well he's a checkbook manager and all of this. Yes, it, they, he is a checkbook manager, and Man City can just you know Grealish the perfect example. 
you know, oh, Villa, you want 100 million? Yeah, you can have it. Yeah. You know, when, whereas he probably could have got a, in quotes, better left winger for much cheaper, but Pep wanted Grealish. And yeah. now it's like with Kovacic. He obviously sees something in Kovacic that he thinks that is going to be perfect for my midfield next season. And it, and I Kovacic think it's just though. as well. You know, he recognises, yeah, okay, Mason, Mason Mount. Well, that's it. I mean, Mason, Mason Mount has not had the greatest of seasons at Chelsea, but... Ten Hag obviously sees something in him. Well, that is true. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, Kovacic, no mug. You know, he played for Real Madrid before, went to Chelsea, has won everything with Chelsea. So, you know, I it's to me, yes, you know, Pep is a checkbook manager for sure. But he also makes these signings that aren't checkbook signings. Kovacic isn't a checkbook signing, in my opinion. He is a steady, he's a steady hand. And yeah, he yeah. will absolutely do a good job for Man City. He won't play every week, obviously. You wouldn't imagine, at least. But he'll, he'll do a great job. He'll do a good job there. So, as we're, as we're, as we're talking about Man City as well, uh, it's the FA Cup final this weekend. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? <laughs> Obviously, it's the first. It's the first Manchester derby FA Cup final, which is, you know, that surprised me actually for some reason. But obviously, City are massive, massive favourites. They're chasing the treble. Yeah. How are you? How are you feeling about it? Um. I'm. Nobody thinks we're going to win, right? No, you know, we're like you said, City are the massive favourites. They're expected to walk out of Wembley with the trophy. They're expected to walk out of the Champions League final with the trophy, completing their heroic treble. And, you know, there's a. How am I feeling about it? I'm. I'm proud of the season that we've had, considering the level of expectation that was aimed at us at the beginning of the season when Ten Hag came. So, you know. Nobody thinks that we're going to win this game. You know, no. despite the fact we're the third best team in England and won a trophy this season. But at the minute, Man City are an absolute juggernaut and it's very difficult to to know how the game's going to go. You know, it could, it could literally go either way. Can we beat them? Yeah, we can. We have beat them already once this season. But... Yeah, they're charging towards history, and when a team is charging towards history, it's very difficult to stop that. And yeah. even as a United fan, I am almost expecting us to lose at the weekend, and I hate to say it, I am expecting yeah. us to to not win at the weekend. But you know, I don't think that you know, I'm trying to word it right. I don't even if we lose at the weekend, it's not gonna sort of uh, dampen the season that we've had. No. I don't no, think. Because we've already I agree. we've already surpassed the, the expectation, which you know, the 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 goal would have been getting into the Champions League. Anything else is a mm. bonus. So yeah. to reach two finals, get in the Champions League and actually win one of them finals. You know, we've had a better season than Arsenal. 
We've yeah. had a better season Definitely. than Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham. All of these are the big teams. We've we've had a better season than all of them. So how am I feeling? Yeah. Look, it's it's a cup final, and you want to win. I would love, you know, if we come away with it because that it, it turns a a great season into a phenomenal season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and yeah, of course, I'd be disappointed if we lose. But. It's a, it's a weird feeling. I wanted to be, I wanted to win the Carabao Cup. I wanted us to to win that final because we needed to win something, and I, you know, yeah. that was such a, a perfect opportunity to do so. Um, and it almost did, it, it felt as. I mean, it, it felt as well that um, with that Carabao Cup final that so many people were, not me, and obviously not you, but so many people were rooting for Newcastle. Uh-huh, yeah. That actually, that actually when United won it, I was I was really glad. <laughs> you know, and there was no, you know, because they, you know, the, the media and all of that and, you know, um, Sky Sports or Liverpool TV, it might as well be called, they yep. were so desperate for Newcastle to win it um, it was, you know, it was almost embarrassing. So I'm glad you won that. But you know, the 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 pressure is the pressure is a hundred percent on City this weekend because no one it is, is yeah. United to win. Yeah, and you and you never know. You know, I, I mean, let's face it, City have got the players to deal with pressure. You of know, course they have. Oh ruthless, God, yeah. You know, and 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 you've got and and they've now got a squad. Uh, and, a, and a and a group of players that have, in terms of getting over the line for for winning titles, they've been there and done it. I mean, their uh-huh. their record when it comes to the final ten games of the, of a Premier League season is scandalous, it's unbelievable. Yeah, they just do not lose games when it comes. No, they, to those, they know how to get that, the job done. Running to the end of the season, but the pressure will be on them because there will be talk of the talk of the. Tr- Exactly, yeah. There'll be talk of the treble and all of this, uh, so the pressure will be there, definitely. definitely. Yeah, but it, it's you know, it's not something I, I'm I'm we'll looking we'll to next happens. season now. I, I'm very much looking forward looking to next season now because you know I know that with this manager, um, we we can go further. Mm. So. Yeah, we're in a cup final uh, this weekend and no one's expecting us to win. I don't think there's even many United fans that think we're going to walk away on Saturday with the FA Cup. But if we do, phenomenal. If we don't, amazing. look, it is it is what it was to them. At least we never got relegated to non-league or whatever they got relegated to. So, <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, yeah, fuck them indeed. <laughs> yeah. And, so and it, the, the win this, they win this treb with all these charges hanging over them, but you know, which for me, it's, it's, look, that isn't, that isn't necessarily Pep's fault and it's not necessarily, you know, you can't really say, well, yeah, it's Kevin De Bruyne's fault or it's Erling Haaland's fault. But, you know, if they are found guilty of any of these charges, then these trophies need to have a big asterisk next to them. You know, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, right, right now they're the best club football team in the entire world. There's, there's no yeah. two ways about that, and there's no shame in losing to the best club football side yeah. in the world, regardless of city rivalry and all the rest of it. But you know, go back to Newcastle and like how Sky and stuff were desperate for them to to win and stuff. It's, you know, it's almost like the whole controversy 
when they were bought and who they were bought by is gone. It's almost like Eddie Howe oh, yeah. hasn't had money to spend and won't have money to spend. It's like he's it's like he's raised this team from the soil to becoming a world beating team. And that, that that's what frustrates me about the punditry in this country and the mm. the broadcasters in this country. It it's it's actually embarrassing the level of bias that they do show towards towards teams. It's it's a fucking joke, to be quite honest. But, um, you know, it's like when we played Brighton, they were desperate for Brighton to win and they were showing mm. the cameras in the changing rooms and all the rest of it. It's like, what are you actually doing here? Never before have I seen this crap. Mm. And now all of a sudden, you know, like when Newcastle beat us, they had Eddie Howe, you know, giving the team talk after the game in the changing room. You got Roberto, De, I can't pronounce his name, but um, Deservey, um, giving talking to the Brighton players Deserve. after every... Yeah, after every break and all the rest of it, it's bollocks. It's bollocks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and the um, we were we were on about this at work earlier. Me and me and someone that I work with, he he came back and he was showing me the Sky Sports app and he says, "Look at this." He says all the transfer talk is either Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool. He says, and and, and he's a Villa fan. Now look, whatever you think of Villa, you know they are still a they're a they're a <laughs> A decent sized club, you know, yeah, been around for years. Famous club, I like to call them, you know. Um, not won a lot in their recent history, but whatever. And there was nothing there, but Villa, you know, they've just qualified for Europe for the first time in yeah. years, and there was absolutely nothing. And it's and and I we were talking about it, and I and I said it's it's like when when Leicester won the Premier League, all people wanted to talk about was Tottenham. Tottenham, 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 Tottenham. Uh-huh. And it took until it took until it wasn't until we beat Man City 3-1 where people went, Oh, do you know what? I think this Leicester side might do it. But it was still always if we dropped a point and Spurs won, it's advantage Spurs in the title race. Spurs yeah. were never top that Spurs were never top in that entire season. Yeah. Yet the bias was all on Tottenham until they realized, the media realized. Oh shit! Leicester are going to do a bit, do a miracle here, and then the focus was all on us. And it's a little bit like this season, you know. There's this, there's been, there's been absolutely, there's been piss all about Leicester potentially getting relegated until like the final three games, when uh-huh. people have gone, oh, oh, they might go down. You know, so you know, the, the, like you say that they pick like a, a flavor of the month, and you, you're absolutely right. Brighton are the current flavor of the month. They, they they can't get enough of Brighton at the minute. Love the way they play. Love love their love their model and what they do and all this. And yeah, Newcastle, like you say, the whole controversy around who they were bought by. That well, don't matter now, does it? Because they're no, it doesn't matter now. Yeah, yeah, they love Eddie Howe. Oh, Eddie Howe is the the poster boy for football management now. Yeah, they love Eddie Howe. So. Uh... You know, I must, admit, I must admit though, when before we got Rogers, I wanted Eddie Howe at Leicester. <laughs> I don't have a problem with I don't have a problem with Eddie Howe at all, but it's no. um, it's it's the way that uh, they speak about him on Sky and stuff like that. Like like I said before, like he's like he's raised this team from youth level. Mm. Like he's not yeah. had money to 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 buy players and improve the squad. You know, it's the it's just very short memories with with some you of the can, pundits on Sky. Oh God, yeah. I mean, you you could uh, 
you could argue that what he did with Bournemouth was a bigger achievement because he literally took them from the bottom of League Two, Division Four, up to the up to the Premier League, and yep. made them a competitive side for a couple of seasons. You, you could argue that that was a bigger achievement because Newcastle, in terms of like fan base and stuff like that, they're a huge club. Bournemouth aren't. Bournemouth are a tiny, tiny football club. You know, when you look at attendances and history and stuff like that. So for me, what he did at Bournemouth is a, is a bigger achievement. And even if he went on to win the FA Cup next season and get some really far in the Champions League, I'd still say that his, what he did at Bournemouth was, was bigger. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. It's not, you know, yep, Newcastle being in the top four is great. But, you know, he's, he's not done it. It, it, look, credit to him. You know, for getting there, you've got to, you, you know, it's the toughest league in the world, and you've got to be, you've got to be amongst it. You have, and he's kept him amongst it all season. But yeah, you know, I think the, there needs to be a little bit of yeah. expectation um, tempered down here from from the TV broadcasters in the country uh, of yeah. of how it's happened. It's not happened through miracles. It's happened, you know, through spending money. And having unlimited funds there, it's you know, and, and it will continue to yeah. be that way because yeah, they're yeah. going to spend, they're going to spend ridiculous mm. amounts of money Absolutely. on football on, on players. Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how much they uh, they spend this summer. Uh, they could go absolutely crazy, but we'll we'll wait and see. So uh, let's. From Champions League to Championship, let's uh, let's talk about the bottom end. Let's talk about the bottom end of the table. So we know Southampton; they were gone weeks ago, uh, yep. and then we had the we had the the final game showdown at the end of the season. Uh, yeah, and basically, basically, you know, at the end of the day, this Leicester's relegation wasn't because Everton won at the weekend it was over being it was because we were shit for 38 games so not we weren't shit for thir- we weren't shit for 38 games i mean we went on a on a really good run pre world cup where we only conceded one goal and that was to man city and i think we won four on the bounce um just after january we beat we beat villa and and spurs back to back and like an idiot i was getting excited um <laughs> but Ultimately, it's it's we deserve to be relegated. We've been absolutely appalling this season, and I know that we had that terrible run at the start of the season, and everyone was like, "You're going down, you're going down," and all this. And uh, you know, there was part of me that was thinking, "No, we'll, we'll be all right. There's plenty of football to be played." Um, but I mean, I've been I've been resigned to this for for weeks, absolutely weeks weeks on end. I've been saying we're going down you know, and it just isn't going to get any better. I'm not going to trudge over, you know, all this stuff that I've spoke about before, you know, what's going, what's going wrong with the club, you know, all the, all the mismanagement at board level, the fact that Rogers was kept on for as long as he was and all the mistakes that he's made. The fact that we've got seven players out of contract now that we're going to get piss all for, you know, and some of them, some of them could have been sold for really, really good money. Um, Uh the whole club is just rotten at the minute. And you've only got to look at the guy at, excuse the pun, at the top. And that is, and that is top. Um, and 
unfortunately, he's not got his dad's ruthless streak because you got to remember his his dad was the same. This was the same guy that sacked Nigel Pearson after he kept us up, sacked Claudio Ranieri after we won the league. He'd have got rid of Rogers ages ago. In fact, I think the minute that Rogers came out pre-season and said when we lost to Notts County pre-season and uh-huh. he said I need players I haven't got enough players um, I think Vichai would have got rid of him there and then Yeah. and in hindsight that's probably what should have happened because all he was doing was just coming out week on week and saying these players are shit this club isn't what it used to be uh, I'm not being backed etc etc so, look, the writing's been on the wall for a long time and Leicester fans have seen this coming. When we lost when we lost to Forest in the Cup last season, there was some horrendous stats out there, you know, how many points we were averaging per game and stuff like that. And we were saying we're sleepwalking into relegation. But no one was having it. No one was having it. And, and ultimately, you know, despite winning on Sunday and we did play okay, all right, West Ham aren't exactly trying because they've got a cup final to play. Um, we did put a good performance in. I thought Madison was was really good. I thought he was excellent. Um, uh-huh. You can see you can see the difference that Johnny Evans makes. It's just a shame his body's now made of Weetabix. Um, <laughs> you know, and we do have some ta- we do have some talented players. You know, Harvey Barnes, thirteen goals this season in a team that's been that, that's been relegated. Uh, but I, I, the reason that myself and a lot of Leicester fans are angry is because there's no way that this squad should be down there. Absolutely of course not. No, 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 absolutely they're, not. They're, they're, they're the most expensive squad to have ever been relegated. Yeah. And we've got the seventh highest wage bill in the Premier League. Well, we haven't now, but um, we had the seventh highest wage bill in the Premier League. And for most of the season, we were managed by the fourth highest paid manager in the league and one of the highest paid managers in Europe in Brendan Rodgers. How we've ended up where we have with players like Tillemans, Madison, Barnes, Vardy, Ian Acho, it's, it's Soyuncu, it's scandalous. Absolutely scandalous. And now um, there's a massive, massive job on somebody's hands to rebuild this side and rebuild this squad. Because who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in the summer? Um, you know, a lot of people are expecting players to to leave. You know, it's 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 clear that Madison and Barnes are going to go because that's uh-huh. they're the only players worth any any money. We've got seven out of contract, and they include the likes of Johnny Evans and uh, Ryan Bertrand, who are on big money. So that kind of helps. Uh, but then Tillemans as well. We've also got Tillemans. Obviously, he's actually before I before we came on and started recording, he's actually posted a video on Instagram saying goodbye to Leicester City. Right. So he's, so, that's that's official. That's official. He's he's gone. Um, right. Okay. Um. Honestly, would have him at United. And, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. With with with, I, I love the bloke. You know, he's one of the best midfielders I've seen in a blue shirt. Uh, and we've had some decent ones over the last few years with Kante and Cambiasso and players like that. Uh, and, 
you know, the, the FA Cup final goal. Oh, as for, as long as long as my brain is working, I will always be able to picture that goal from where I was sat at Wembley. Um, you know, and and he's just he's been such a an excellent player for us, um, but he hasn't been the same player for the last twelve months. Um, he will obviously go to a bigger and better club. Uh, there is there is uh, there's talk of him going to Villa. Which right, surprises okay. me. it surprises me in a way, but it doesn't in others because despite all of the rumours and all of the links and everything like that, from what I understand, Leicester have never received a bid for Tillemans in the time that he's been at the club. Now, whether it's because agents and clubs know that he's going to run his contract down, that could be part of it. But uh-huh. no team has, has, has ever really put a bid in for, or, or no team has put a bid in for Tillemans. Um, the one, the one thing that I think holds him back and may prevent him from going to a big six club, you know, a United, potentially a Liverpool, somewhere like that, uh-huh. is is he can't run. He's quite slow. Um. You know, he, he would probably suit somewhere like the Italian league. He would absolutely tear that to shreds. Um, he could definitely, he can still do a job in the Premier League. I'm not saying he's finished by any stretch. I'm just saying that, like, if you look at the way, like, Liverpool play, uh, and if you think about how, um, you know, Ten Hag likes to, to press as well, I don't think he's quite got the legs for that. Right, but okay. He would fit in well somewhere. He'd fit in well somewhere else. I mean, we don't know we don't know who the new Spurs boss is going to be. Could be Brendan Rodgers. So could be anyone at the minute. I saw because well, yeah. I saw I saw today that it's going to be it could be the uh, Celtic manager. Oh, Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's uh, heavily linked today. So, but with Tottenham it seems like it's someone new every day. Because they yeah they yeah. haven't got a clue what's happening at that club at the minute. Oh, it's a it's a, it's a mess, isn't it? Um, and just like just quickly on top. Oh, it is. It is. Um, I mean, just quickly on Tottenham. I did I did read earlier that Harry Kane has told Spurs, "Let me go to United, or you're going to lose me for nothing next year." Well, it it makes sense from a financial perspective if you're Spurs, because look, United. Are expecting that they will have to pay a hundred million for Kane, right? And Daniel yeah. Levy would be so stupid to not take it and then lose him next summer for nothing. You know what I mean? I mean, that, yeah, it just seems. I get that he doesn't. Oh, I don't want to sell to a Premier League rival at any at any cost. Look, mate, Spurs ain't a Premier League rival to United. You finished eighth no. outside of the European places. Enjoy nothing next season, you asswipe. You know, you know what I mean. He, he, the, yeah. the delusional there. It's absolutely insane. I think as well. It's almost. I mean, I'm not. For, for weird reasons, I'm, I'm not Harry Kane's biggest fan. He is an. Incredible hey, look, it ain't for weird scorer. reasons. It ain't for weird reasons. But, he was shit at Leicester. He was absolutely he dog shit well, at Leicester. He, he was shit at Leicester, so I don't like him for that. He always fucking scored against us, so I don't like him for that. And uh, I think the other thing as well is 
he's one of them. He's a bit like Shearer in that because he's the England captain, he gets away with a shitload on the pitch. But anyway. Yes, he does, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say he's a shit foot, shit striker because he's not. No, of course. He I is mean, unbelievable. He scored 30 goals again this season. And it's only because that Norwegian meat monster has turned up that, <laughs> that he's not the golden boot winner. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's an insult to Harry Kane to not be playing in any European competition next season if he was to remain at Spurs. Not even yeah. the Conference League. They're in nothing. And, and I think it'd be disrespectful to Harry Kane of Spurs to not let him go, given the the servant that he's been for that club. Yeah, yeah. He stayed yeah, yeah. there when he could have yeah. easily, you know, could have easily just marded his way to Man City a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, but you said it yeah. to me best the other day. You said that Kane needs United and United need Kane, and I th- yeah. I think that's exactly right. He, you almost feel like Kane to United is the missing piece or one off. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, um, anyway, went a bit off topic there, but never mind. Um, but yeah, going back to Leicester, that's it. We're done. We're down. Uh, we're we're back in the championship, back where some people think we belong. But hey, let me just say this. We came up into the Premier League. We stayed up that season when we were bottom for most of it. Then we won it. Won every, won, won the whole thing. No mm-hmm. one thought we'd do it. No one ever thought that would happen. We've had two top six finishes. Arguably should have been top four. We've won the FA Cup. And I tell you what, We've gone down, but I tell you what, we'll be back and we'll win something before most of these other fucking clubs in the Premier League will. And you, you wouldn't trade it for anything. It. You wouldn't trade it for anything. The the run that you've the run the run that you had, uh, you know, those few seasons where No, absolutely. You know, yeah, you wouldn't trade it. No. No, no, no. Not at all. I mean, you know, what what can <laughs> In the time that Leicester have been in the Premier League and then got relegated, I'd rather have had this eight years than the eight years that Everton have had. Or even the eight years that Tottenham have had. Tottenham got to a Champions League final. Okay, yeah, you lost it after 30 seconds. Literally. Worst you know, Champions I League final ever. It's awful. Absolutely awful. Best thing about that night was uh, barbecue around yours. That was the best yep. bit about it. That was good. That. Um but it was, it was. But you know, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't, I want, I want us to be in the Premier League. I, you know, I, obviously. But the this this, you know, I never thought I'd see Leicester play in the Champions League. I never thought I'd get to go to a European away day, and I and I managed to get to two. It, unbelievable. So, you know, it it is. Um, it's definitely end end of an era, and I do worry about what happens next season we could end up doing back-to-back relegations because there could be just every single player is sold and they're replaced with who knows what i don't trust the director of football to be to to be part of a rebuild um in you know john rodkin needs to go he needs to get out of the club i mean harvey barnes scores at the weekend and at that point in time 
Leicester are safe. The camera went on to the to the to the box with the director's box when we mm-hmm. scored. He didn't even celebrate. John Rudkin does not care about this football club one bit, and he's only managed to keep his job for as long as he has because he was best pals with bloody Brendan. So, mm. yeah, um, he needs to go. I have no idea who the manager's going to be. I'm not, you know, I've. I won't sit here and criticise Dean Smith. He's he's been asked to come in and do an almost impossible job, yeah. And but I don't know if he's the man to oversee us coming back up or whatever it is. So there's a part of me that worries for next season in that yes, we could end up doing a back to back because we've got no players. But then there's also the other part of me that thinks, well, some of these players they're still under contract, and yeah. As long as financially Leicester are confident enough and feel safe enough financially, they could say to a lot of these players, you're not going anywhere. You signed a three-year contract. It's your fault that we're now in the league below. And I think to myself, you know, if we were to keep some of these players and they played in the championship for a season, we'd do really well under the right manager. So... It's it's a real unknown for next season, um, but hey, I was look when that final whistle went, and I, I knew that Everton had scored, and I knew that they'd got injury time and everything, and I, and I did stay right to the end until we knew that the Everton game was gone. I was angry, I was upset, I was pissed off, and uh, you know, it's it's actually it's the first time I've been in a stadium to see us be relegated. Oh, okay. So that's a first. You know, I can keep adding to my first, you know, my first FA yeah, Cup no. final, my first, <laughs> my, my first Champions League quarterfinal, my first experience of being in the stadium when relegated. Um, you, you never forget your first relegation. You never forget your, <laughs> never forget your first relegation. Yeah. I mean, the first never one was... I mean, yeah, I think it's. Um, I think I think it's five times I've watched Leicester be relegated now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. you know yeah, what it's days. it's horrible to see Leicester go down. But at the you know, I, I feel like at this point it might actually be what is best for the club because you know. What's the point in being in the Premier League if you're just going to get twatted every week? You've, you've got to, you know, and you find it difficult to to rebuild and get the get the right players in, get the right management team and get the right club structure in. So, you mm. know, maybe a season in the Championship isn't actually that bad of a thing. Also, the Championship is ridiculously good. Like the standard is just, you know... You can tell when you're playing Championship versus Premier League for the most part, of course. But, you know, in terms of the competition in that league, it's actually awesome. So you'll get to see some exciting football next season, mm. at least. Yeah, and it's a, it, it is a difficult league uh, because it is one of those, it is one of those, um, it is one of those leagues where you'll go and, you'll go and beat the, the, the promotion favourites and then go and lose to bottom of the league the following week. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it is. Um, 
it is interesting. It is going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, there's a few Plus grounds I've not go been up. to, <laughs> so that'll be that'll be new. Some more firsts. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the main thing, isn't it? Cov didn't go up, so that was that was wonderful. Um, I mean, I didn't celebrate too much, did I? No, I'd have celebrated no. exactly the same. No, no. <laughs> I'd have celebrated yeah. exactly the same. It's absolutely awesome that they didn't go up. Fuck them. Because, you know, you see all these fair you know weather what? fans off to Wembley in their Cov shirts, don't even support fucking Cov, right? And they're yeah. all there like, yeah. P- P-U-S-B and all the rest of it. Hey, you'll be back supporting Arsenal on Monday, you fucking melt. Get your Cov shirt off. <laughs> get out of Wembley. <laughs> get back on that bus and get home, you knob. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that was, it it was definitely the highlight of my weekend. I mean, if, if COVID had been promoted and us relegated, it it didn't even bear thinking. Didn't even bear thinking. No, Uh, I'm I'm just glad they didn't. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Luton's away end or not, but you know, apparently. I've I've heard about (laughs) it. It's, it's apparently it's on housing estate. I've heard about it's, it. It's, I think it's, it's, I, I've I've street. heard. Is it? Apparently, apparently, yeah, I, I don't I've know. heard a rumor that what you have. To, yeah, well, I've I, I've heard a rumor that what you have to do to get to the away end, you have to crawl through a sewer, and then <laughs> up through uh, an old woman's bathroom, yeah. and then you climb out the window, and then that's how you get into the away end. And then next season, because of how tight the ground is, what they're going to have to do when there's a VAR and they have to go to the TV, what they're actually going to do is go into someone's house and watch it on Sky. That's yep. what they're going to do. You know, they're not going to use yeah. the, the VAR TV. It's just going to be someone's Sky Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, so. I mean, it, it, that, that's what that's what <laughs> that's what it's going to be next season. Luton Town. Every every Luton game will be on the telly because of the <laughs> every Luton home game will be on telly because uh, they just want to see they just want to talk about it on Sky. I don't know where they're going to have the fan, again. The dressing I mean, this isn't camera. me trying to be like. Oh God, no! Yeah, yeah, probably in Watford. <laughs> probably in the yeah, next probably, town. yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm not trying to be. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not trying to be like elitist or a kind of a. Well, I'm a proper football fan or anything like that. But I knew about Luton's away end in 2006 when I went to watch Luton play Leicester in the Championship. So, mm. you know, it's not new to me. I mean, pe- people that you know live in the Premier League bubble, which I have done for the last eight years. Because I ain't got a fucking clue where half these managers are in the championship. Not got a clue. Um, I had to look the other day to see who was even in the league. <laughs> obviously, knew who some of them were. I knew that. I knew that. Obviously, like Carrick's at Borough, and you know Sunderland are in there, and 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 the Ipswich have been promoted, etc. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, the whole loot and away end thing. Sky are going to have an absolute field day with that, isn't they? Oh my god! An absolute guaranteed, field. guaranteed first game of the season. Luton, Luton, Man City. I'm calling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at, at Luton, 
Luton get absolutely twatted. Welcome to the Premier League, Luton Town. Yeah, that's how it's going to be, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, imagine Erling Haaland at Luton. What, what's, what's a Luton? What's a Luton? Oh, all right, okay, yeah. I can't believe that is in the Premier League. Oh, shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Christ. it's a fucking unbelievable yeah. story. The Luton one, they've gone from non league to Premier League in 10 years. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. I'd be Wrexham next. Fuck, fuck Wrexham. Yeah, but Wrexham's has been done off the back of bloody Deadpool's money, ain't it? Like, yeah, that's true, yeah. you know, Luton's is you know, what a um, and and to be fair, you know, rivalries aside and everything, um, as you know, I would have absolutely hated it. If Covered had gone up, that had been an equally as impressive because they were in League Two five years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but the good news is, is they got relegated. So that's good. <laughs> they got relegated. <laughs> oh, not relegated, they lost. They lost, sorry. The good news is they lost and they're going to get relegated yeah. next season. No, they're not. Hopefully, yeah. No. The, the interesting thing is the... Uh, with the, this is this is quite strange, and this is a bit dodgy as well. So, the the lad that missed the penalty for Cov Dabo, um, not Devo Dabo. He, yeah, it sounds like an in, it does sound like an internet character, or like a BBC got, Three um, skit. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So he's taken that penalty, he's missed it, absolutely skied it, and. Yeah. Then two days later, he's on the release list. Now, you can't tell me that he didn't know exactly. You can't tell me that pre-match, he didn't know that he was being released. I'd have put it out for a throw. Just just turn to the... uh, It'd be like them, what's it? (laughs) Yeah. It'd be like them, uh, you 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 know, them dodgy games in Africa. Where they just yeah. it to the corner flag. <laughs> yeah, just turn to the side and like absolutely that. launch it. Launch yeah. it where the managers are. <laughs> very, yeah. very strange. Very, very strange. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Very strange that you know he he's clearly knows he's been released, and then he's he's asked to take a penalty at Wembley, and then he or, puts it over the bar. Very or he's strange. missed, and they've gone. Nah, fuck him. He's crap. Uh, <laughs> get get him out. He's missed. He's cost us Premier League football. We'll get <laughs> him out. Fuck off, mate. You're off. Yeah. Oh, oh, you shit. Off you go. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Get him gone. Get him gone. <laughs> I'm <Rubbish>. leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just absolutely, who, like Peter K. Have it. Just absolutely leathers it. Rosette at Wembley. Yeah. <laughs> I'll teach you, sky blue dickheads. Yeah, yeah, oh well, oh well, that'll be good. Good, uh, right. good, good to have the M69 rivalry back. <laughs> yeah, sorry for uh, turning your podcast into an absolute swear fest, especially like my podcast, just still swearing. No, don't matter, right? Then let's do our so I asked you to do a team of the season, you did. Um, did you find it difficult got a- to do? Yeah, very, very difficult because there's been, yeah. you know what, there's been a lot of good players this season, and it's hard. It's it'd be easy to just pick Man City starting eleven, wouldn't it? 
But yeah, it, would. it would. I've tried. I've tried to sort of be as. <laughs> I've tried to do. I've done the best that I can. I think I've got a good team for sure. Um, you know, I don't know whether you'll be in agreement with some of it or not, but well, yeah, we'll see. I think as well, what's what's made it difficult is as well to try and pick a team of the season is it's really easy to try and put a team together based on what players have done since Christmas. I think there's yeah. a hell of a lot of players that have been, that, that were excellent before. I mean, you look at like someone like Almiron, who was absolutely on fire pre-World Cup. Yeah. But he gets nowhere near my team in the season. No, same. So, yeah. you know, it is a, so you go through your, Go through your one to eleven, and then I'll and then okay. we'll, uh, we'll talk about it, and then and then I'll go through mine. Okay, so I've got um, David Rea in goal, Brentford's goalkeeper. Yep, uh, I think he's been excellent this season for sure. Uh, I've got mm-hmm. at the back four. I've got Ruben Diaz, Martinez from United, Kieran Trippier, and Zinchenko. Okay, yeah. Uh, I've got Casemiro. Yeah. De Bruyne and Odegaard. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got Rash. I've got Rashford, Saka, Harland. Okay. Did you pick a manager? Uh, Pep. Just you know, it's you've gone. It, it feels yeah. If, if you know, I does there be. It has done a phenomenal job this season. I I really think he has. Mm. But you know, Pep just he gets it done. You know, he builds yeah. a team and he gets it done. So, you know, it's not it's 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 fine going for Deserby. And you know, I've seen a lot of you know fantasy. Sorry, a lot of um, team of the seasons that have gone for Deserby. But um, yeah, I, I feel like it's too difficult too difficult to look past Pep. Yeah. No. I get that. I get that. So your team isn't actually too dissimilar to mine. Okay. Uh, and we 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 didn't have sight of each other's teams prior to this, did we? No, no, not at all, no. Um so no. So I have also gone for David Raya in goal. Mm. I think he's made a massive difference for Brentford this season. I think huge. He will be very sort very sought after, I think, in the summer. Would like him at United. Um yeah, I think he'd be a good signing for United. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, I've gone for a back four of Trippier, Saliba, mm-hmm. Akanji. Okay. And I've also gone for Estepina, the left back at Brighton. Okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, the reason I've gone for Akanji is because he was a bit of a, again, another out of left field signing from Pep and people thought, oh, he's just there for cover. Um, yeah. And it's laughable really because Leicester were linked with him. In, <laughs> and there was there was Leicester fans on Twitter going, he's crap, he's crap. He's ended up playing loads of games this season for Man City. Yeah. Um, and he's and he's won them league. And I think he's been, I think he's been excellent. Um, I saw Esther Pena play live. I, th- I was so impressed with him. I was impressed with the whole mm. Brighton team, to be honest. How we managed to get a 2-2 draw is... is Well, we were 2-1 up at one point. Um, Saliba, I don't think Arsenal would have even been in a title race if it weren't for him. Uh, Fair, I don't yeah. Think it's 
I don't think I don't think that his injury is coincided with them dropping points. And then Trippy has been been awesome. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, we've got the same midfield. Oh, okay. Casemiro, De Bruyne, Odegaard. Yeah, got the same. We've got the same midfield. I just don't. I don't think as a, as a midfield three, you can't really look past them. Them three. No. At all. No. Uh, and you know there there are others that have had great seasons. You know, I I think Bruno has had a great season. I think Gundogan has had has been unbelievable when he's played. Rodri's been excellent. He has. You know. Um. So yeah. you know it's very difficult, really. But I, I think for the yeah. impact that Casemiro's had on United, I feel like he deserves to be in there. Odegaard has been excellent for Arsenal, and De Bruyne is unbelievable. So, yeah, I I, I think you're right as as a a three pronged yeah. midfield. Very difficult to see past it. Yeah, yeah, no. It's I tell you what, as as a midfield three, that that three would do some. It's quite quite well balanced as well. As a very well three, balanced if they were to play together yeah. in in uh, in the same team um and then my front three i've gone for salah just ahead of Sa- I, w- I was going to go saka but i've gone for salah um it, i think he's 19 goals and 17 assists this season something stupid like that yep. you know he's again he just keeps delivering um, yeah that's fair yeah. i've gone for rashford as well I've gone for Rashford as well. He's had a great, great season. Uh, much yeah. needed as well because there was starting to be questions about about him, and you know, was it all getting a bit too much for him? But uh, he, he was. He's been awesome for the most part. Um, I toyed with the idea of having Martinelli or Grealish on the left. I think Grealish has had a great season, but yeah. Rashford's goals have, have have really set him apart again this season. And mm-hmm. then. Um, I've gone for Jamie Vardy up top. No, I've not. I've gone for Erling Haaland <laughs> up top. <laughs> of course, yeah. I've, I've gone. I've I've gone for Haaland, who has scored uh, thirty-three more Premier League goals than Jamie Vardy this season. So, um, <laughs> and then um, manager-wise, and this one might surprise you. Um, I've gone for Steve Cooper. Okay. Why? Um, I think the job that he's done at Forest is remarkable to be honest they were they were rock bottom with us at the start of the season and then we turned them over 4-0 at least twice this season there's been talk of him losing his job mm-hmm. he lost most of the team that he got promoted with and ha- and they bought bought somewhere in the region of 30 players <laughs> he's had to bed he's had to bed them in and you know what? Whilst it's not necessarily pretty football to watch, he's worked the league out enough to keep Forest up. And I actually, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say I think, I think, I think Forest could break into the top ten next season. Yeah, I, I think once once the players that they've got, you know, you know, get rid of some of them because some of them ain't good enough. But you know. I can't see why they wouldn't be able to. I think it's a bold choice actually picking Steve Cooper. And it's actually quite interesting to hear your reasons. And I, I do agree with you, to be fair. Um, you could mm. see towards the end of the season, you know, what they were trying to do, uh, you yeah. know, um, the levels that they can get to. So, yeah, I could see yeah. them making a big a big impact, you know, next season for sure. And, yeah, I, I like Cooper, to be fair. I think he, he's had a lot of unwarranted crap this season. Hmm. Yeah, and I, th- I think I, I, again, this is something I've, I've said on the podcast before. 
I actually see him being a future England manager. I know he's not English, he's Welsh, but he was the England under seventeen manager when England won the world England under seventeens won the World Cup when yeah. uh Foden was in the team, I think Connor Gallagher, um and Gibbs White. That's why he bought Gibbs White, because he's worked with him from a young age and he knows the talent yeah. he's got. And I tell you what, he he has turned out to be a hell of a signing. Everyone Yeah. Everyone went forty million. Are you serious? I'm not saying he's a forty million pound player yet, but between him and Brennan Johnson, they've made a massive difference to Forest this season. And I fucking What's hate a, having to say that. What it. is a forty million pound player these days, though? What is well, a forty million pound player? What you know, forty million gets you fuck all now. It, seemingly, seemingly, or it can get you a Gibbs White, or it can get you a Yuri Tillemans. It, it's. It, it it all depends, doesn't it? You know, you can buy a forty million pound player, and they turn, and then you can double their value in two seasons, or you can buy a forty million pound player, and they be a, an absolute flop. Or you yeah. can be an eighty million pound player and and look like you're going to be a flop. Mudrick, for example. So yeah, it's yeah. He'll, I, I, he'll I think I just think he'll Steve be fine Cooper's under punch next job. season. I'm sure. And uh, Mudrick, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he will. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Um, yeah. Lampard is shit, isn't he? Let's be fair here. He's the worst Premier League manager probably of all time. And, uh, you know, should probably look to never manage again. All his air's about gone. I don't well. know whether oh, someone was it. trying to wind me up earlier. They didn't work. <laughs> yeah, there is that. <laughs> What's he doing? He's just started management with a full head of air. I don't know whether someone was gone. trying to wind me up earlier, but someone said that Leicester were linked with Lampard. Now, I've not seen that. <laughs> oh, God. There's, there's no way no. that he'll no. go Leicester. No I can't way. see it. I, I've, I've not seen his link with him, put it that way. Um, no, I've not. Yeah. Seen some interesting names linked with us, but I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. I ain't got a clue who it's going to be. I ain't got a clue who it's going to be. So, right. Um, we've been going for quite a bit now. Um, and my internet's playing up, so I'm not quite sure how this is going to turn out. And I know that there's been a bit of delay on the uh, on the audio. Um, so, on a final sort of note then, what's your... What would what would a good season next season look like for United? Hmm. Quarterfinals of the Champions League and top four again. Silverware? Do you need to match what you've done this season? Or no, I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, um No, I don't think so. Everyone's talking about how great of a season Arsenal have had and they've won nothing, so you know, if you're running on that, Ooh, on, on that sort of uh, punditry, then no, I don't think so. But look, with the team that he's building, there's no reason why you can't compete on all fronts. But it's having, you know, not everyone's got Man City squad depth in terms of so being able to compete no. on all fronts. And I, th- I still think we're no. a couple of seasons away from from being anywhere near that. But look, quarterfinals of the Champions League, finish top four again. You know, it's all progress. It's all progress, and you know, keep keep Old Trafford uh, a fortress like it has been um, for you know almost the whole season, apart from the first game. Uh, pick up the away form. You just want to see steady. I want to see steady improvement. I'm not expecting miracles. I'm not expecting mm. we're going to win the Premier League. We're going to win the Champions League. All the rest of that. 
you know, all, all I want to see is steady, steady, continuous progress until we then reach that point. Unless the Qataris buy us, in which case we'll just have Mbappe and Neymar and we'll just go and win everything. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, you, you're right. I think what you you want to see steady progress. I mean, I, I, you know, if I was to make if I was to make a ridiculously early prediction for next season, I don't, I don't see anyone challenging City to the point where. I mean, all right, you still got to favour City, haven't you? Um, so, yeah, it's uh, and then we'll we'll, we'll see how the uh, we'll see how the teams that have come up are doing. Burnley, Sheffield United, and uh, Luton. You heard about Luton's away end? No. No. No, I don't know anything about it. I'll have to have a look. <laughs> it's it's under a nuclear bunker. It's unbelievable. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe it. I hope they build I hope they build a massive stadium with a retractable roof and everything. Like just state of the art <laughs> fucking <laughs> awesome stadium just to like really Tottenham's ground. <laughs> just to really take the piss. <laughs> yeah. Just use the money they've got for promotion. Don't buy any players or any of that. Just just do the ground. Just build a new state of the art ground. Well, apparently they've got to they've, they've got to spend ten million quid to get it up to Premier League code, whatever that is. And then they've got to apparently what they're doing is they're going to knock down one of the stands and completely rebuild it between now and the start of the season. I hope they build a massive stand, like Newcastle's stand where the away fans sit in the top end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just make it absolutely ridiculous. It's like absolutely gigantic. You can you can see Lut- Luton's away end from Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. Just really take the piss. Just be like, look, this is our away end now. So fuck, so fuck off. Stop talking you're about at, it. You're at, you're at the top of old John at Bradgate Park in Leicester and you look over and go, <laughs> That's Luton's away end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the American R or something, or like the new camp. Just fucking huge. Yeah, just absolutely That's... massive. But still, but still have a couple of shit stands as well. Just have one yeah, really couple massive, of... awesome stand and a couple of shit stands as well, just like around the side. <laughs> well, I mean it's a bit like it's a bit like what's this, isn't it? A bit like Filbert Street was. You had them three, you had you had three really shit stands and then the Carlin stand. The Carlin stand, was fucking yeah. Fucking yeah, enormous. Yeah. Absolutely massive. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's what I want to see from. That's what. That's the most important thing I want to see next season. Is Luton's ground enhancement? Just (laughs) it'd be incredible. There we go. Sorry, for some reason my my mic just decided to mute itself for whatever reason. Maybe it wasn't enjoying the Luton. No, maybe uh, maybe a Mike's a Watford fan or something. I don't know. Who knows? So, you you are sorry. They've got to <laughs> they've got to put that away in in the new EA Sports game, haven't they? Oh god, uh, there's definitely going to be some Luton specific comms about the away end from Martin Tyler. Of course, it's not even Martin Tyler anymore. It's that bloke. What's his name? Is it it's Stuart Robson? Oh yeah. Oh, is it him? Yeah, is Bruno Fernandes. No, it's not been Tyler for oh, years. Yeah, yeah. Show, shows. I, I mean, I haven't played twenty three at all. It's all right. So. It's not as good as yeah. E4 I know it's on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I know it's on Game Pass, and I could download it, but uh, I'm too busy playing Uno. So, 
Well, that's it. <laughs> Why play FIFA when you can play Uno? Exactly. And it's much cheaper. Yeah. Even if it is on Much Game cheaper. Pass. Yeah. 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 We'll have to stream some Uno on the, uh, on the yes, Game definitely, Yeah. Or on yours yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, we'll do it. We'll do it. Well, yeah, we'll do that. Have you, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of on topic, but have you, uh, have you seen Finn's latest YouTube video about his collection and how much it's yeah. worth? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break into his little house. I'm gonna. <laughs> his little house. His, yeah. It, it, well, I don't mean it. I didn't mean that disrespectfully. He's he's he's. Uh, they converted the garage, and that's like Finn's got like a, a bathroom, a kitchen, and a, a living area, hasn't he? So he's one of the borrowers. Yeah, I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break in and and uh, take his collection. Make myself a couple of grand. Yeah, do it. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. we could take Finn. some of that stuff's really cool, though, isn't it? Uh, that's really cool. Yeah. I think he'd, I think he'd just let us in. To be fair, yeah, probably. To be honest, yeah, yeah. yeah after you on my podcast, we'll have a, we'll have a very different, uh, we'll have a very different conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll get on. I'll, uh, I don't know. Maybe I could come around yours and do it rather than because my internet's been well. Streamyard has been pretty shit tonight. Um, my internet's absolutely fine. But Streamyard just doesn't like it for some reason. Yeah, Streamyard sucks. Um, it does, but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll get I'll you on the clubhouse, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do the podcast. Yeah, talk shit. Cool. Sounds good. Excellent. Right. Well, I think that's it. I think we're done. Um, and that is well. That I mean, that's it. Kind of. That's the that's the the last podcast potentially of the season. Um, yep. My my inaugural season of doing uh, doing a podcast. Uh, it's been fun for the most part, apart from the football I've had to watch and then talk about it and relive it. Um, and uh, but hey, it is what it is. Um, I'm not going to just stop supporting them. When I started supporting them, they were in that league, so you know it's nothing new to me. Um, no, it's just disappointing. That's what yeah, that it is. football is the highest yeah. of highs and the lowest of yeah. lows. There we go. So thank you very much for coming on, Sonny. It is uh, it's greatly appreciated. And it's a pleasure. Uh, I, I look forward to being on uh, on uh, on the clubhouse. Yes, definitely, yes. Look forward to it. Be good. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Much appreciated. Well done on a good first season of added time. And uh, I hope it just continues to Cheers. continues to grow, continues to, yeah, continues to be to be awesome. I know you're in the championship next season, but look, you just you just carry on, don't you? You just carry on. I, when I'll find time to record, I don't know because you know it's Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday in that league. So that's true. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, yeah. One good thing though, no VAR. No, that's good. That is good. Yeah. We shouldn't go and listen to that. Well, bullshit. it's good. It's good. It, it's good until you get home and you go, "Fucking hell, it was miles onside." Yeah. Um, you know that sort of stuff. I mean, it was it was it was infuriating when we watched. You remember when when Wrexham played Notts County? Um, yeah. Oh god, it was awful. <laughs> the amount of times that Paul Bullin was being flagged offside, and he was onside by about a yard each time. Yeah. Um, that's and they were all goal scoring opportunity. Well, of course, the Paul Mullin touches the ball. It's a goal scoring opportunity. So yeah, 
Yeah, um, VAR definitely has its um, has its perks, has its pros and its cons. So, um, but you know, big Howard Webb's in charge now, so hopefully he'll uh, he'll improve it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he will. <laughs> I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Yeah. Right, that's it. Um, so this has been episode 42 of Added Time, a Games and Grab Studio podcast. Don't forget to check out everything else that Games and Grab Studios has to offer. The Clubhouse podcast with Sonny G and Finn Steele with his wonderful videos over on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash the Finn Steele. I've been Steve and I've been joined this week by Sonny. Thank you very much for having me. No worries, anytime. And I will speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Bye, guys.